0: Welcome to Real Indigenous, where we discuss everything on our screens and everything in between. I'm Noetta Harjo, and tonight joining me are... Oseo Hoi, Candace here. Pagalipsi, Vanga, Angela.
1: Maduweka,
2: Sunrise Divacani. Alito, Chimachukma. This is telling.
0: And tonight we're talking about Reservation Dogs Episodes 9 and 10. Uh... Angela, why don't you give us a rundown of episode nine? Sure. So
3: reservation dog offering is kind of a flashback to when Daniel was in school. So the whole thing opens up when everybody's in school and Willie Jack and Bear are graduating this year and the teacher gives the senior class the letters they wrote to themselves when they were freshmen. And Willie Jack makes fun of Bear for wanting to be a rapper. Bear laughs because Willie Jack wanted to be a wizard, and she still does. But then at the end of the class, the teacher gives Willie Jack Daniel's letter, though Willie Jack doesn't quite know what to do with that. And then we jump over to meet Daniel's mother, Hokti. Hokti's in jail. We don't know why. They never say. And she's visited by a Seminole spirit, Graham. Graham knows bear spirit, William Knifeman, for various reasons. So Graham says Hokti is ignoring her medicine and no one likes to be ignored. Hokti tells Graham to go back to her grandpa spirit, but today is a big day. And that's when Willie Jack comes to see her cousin. While Willie Jack is sitting in the waiting room for the jail, some old man tells her about a time that he did a hero dose of mushrooms and spent the night in jail. And that's when he thinks he saw God. He talks about how jails were built by white men. And it's the worst thing you could do to someone because they separate you from your family. So Willie Jack finally meets Hokti and it gets emotional because she pulls out the letter. Hokti doesn't want the letter. She wants flaming hot flamers. So in order to, in order to practice her medicine, they have to have an offering. The offering is the food in the vending machine with flaming flamers and scucks. So then it starts getting pretty emotional as everybody that watched this felt it. And there's some pretty... Strong visuals that happen there but at the end of the whole thing Hoke T and Willie Jack realize what they have to do in order to move forward and so at the end of the episode we see the choices that Willie Jack has made about bringing everybody together around food and she presents them with the letter that excellent synopsis was written by her own Noetta on Geek Girl Authority be sure to check it out.
1: I have a question <laughs> It, maybe it's my poor memory does this episode also start with everybody at jobs right and we and we see joy Harjo. joe like, yes
0: yes yeah uh, he's the lord is, um, mm-hmm. boss. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: i couldn't i that is it all that goes by so quickly and then it like goes into a flashback i think I, I can never remember if it's this episode or the one that follows
3: well i think yeah. it shows it shows the dis, dispersion mm-hmm. diaspora of the group Mm-hmm. and how they've all gone their own separate ways. Cheese is happy at home with his grandma. Everybody's working. And then there's Willie Jack.
0: And she's, she's pretty down because she feels like they're breaking up and she feels like that they can't find any common ground because of Alora Dannon and Ann, Bears. The tension between those two, because if you remember the last time we saw those two together, um, it wasn't a very pleasant exchange. So they're still kind of, you know, feeling those heart feelings between each other. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, from decolonization.
0: Yeah. No, decolonize,
3: right. no, what's De-colon- the whole word? Decolonativization.
1: Decolonativization,
3: the one I can't say.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was a, an emotional one for me. I mean, I started falling. I'm going to admit that as soon as I saw the ancestors, you know, like any, well, not, not as soon as us, because the first ancestor we see is Graham. And um, she's kind of silly. I like her. I want an ancestor like that. <laughs> but uh, she, um, when she brings out the rest of the ancestors, and they're standing behind Lily Jack, that was, that was a breaker for me, <laughs> big time. And I think it's because we all kind of, you know, there are times when we just don't know what to do. And we need somebody to tell us. Um, and then I think that's probably when we pray the most, you know, and for her to experience that feeling and feel, you know, the love around her, you know, giving her the answer within herself. I think that that's something that, you know, if I guess if you're really in touch with your spirituality, that you, you feel that. And so I think we, those of us who are in touch with our spirituality, we have felt that. And so we know what that's like.
1: And not just the, what it's like, but like that image of like, right? These ancestors and spirits around us, right? That they're here and they're listening and they're paying attention, um, right? And it's it's first creepy, right? Like it's like a, a joke that it's like always watching is creepy at first, but without them always watching, like the, that support system goes away. They're not there, um, and you know this is just a confirmation that they are yeah it's very moving
4: yeah
5: yeah that I can tell that this episode like really touched a lot of people very very deeply because I kept seeing across social media like like even before uh, I got to sit down and watch the episode I just saw multiple times that image of uh, all the ancestors appearing behind Willie Jack you know and people were just super that that image really touched a lot of people.
3: And it was written by Megazee Pinsano, a member of the 1491s.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, And directed by Sterling.
5: I like how he throws in the hallelujah, that creek hymn.
0: Yeah, that's my favorite one. I think that's the most well-known too. Um, I I know that whenever I hear it, so many people just join, join in. I think it's the most well-known. So we never really find out why
3: his mom is in jail.
5: Well, that was the thing. I had a question about that too, about, um, so Hope D is played by um, by Lily Gladstone, who is um, Blackfeet and uh, Nimipu. And uh, she's incredible. She's just an incredible person. She's an incredible person to work with. And she was so, it was so cool to see her on screen for this role. Actually, I wasn't at all sure that Hopti was Daniel's mom. I kept on thinking at first she was Willie Jack's sister or a relative of Willie Jack's. And I guess, you know, and I know that collectively they're all family in one way or another. Blood or not blood or directly related or indirectly related. But Roy and I kept trying to figure out who is she to Willie Jack and who is she to Daniel? So I wasn't I was entirely that sure that she was that she was her mom, and I thought, and I thought at the end of the episode that they played with that intentionally when she calls, you know, Willie Jack, sister, cousin, relative, you know, auntie, you know. D- but anyway, yeah. I wasn't a little sure that that was that Hopey was Daniel's mom.
3: I mean, mathematically, it's possible, but yeah, I wasn't sure either. And so there's there was a lot of unexplained, I guess, non exposition at the beginning of that.
1: Well, I mean, part of this is the letter, right? Like that the letter was given to Willie Jack because she's a cousin, is what we learn at the beginning.
4: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And then it seems like she's her obligation is to deliver that to someone who has more weight and investment in the, the meaning of that letter. And so it seems like that would be a guardian at least. Um
0: I thought it was a
3: big sister. I thought it was Daniel's big sister. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I know that they, whenever we met uh, Daniel's father uh, in roofing, he said Hokti and I broke up. And, mm-hmm. but you know, can't, like whenever they said her name at the beginning of the episode, it didn't even click to me who she was. So, yeah, there was a disconnect there about who this character was and why she was important. Because Hokti is, a,
3: it's just, just a kind just of a, a
0: general word yeah it means woman so yeah so yeah referred to anybody exactly exactly so yeah and it, it the guard who is sterling's dad by the way yeah the yeah um, and <laughs> so, mm-hmm. being a man you know you, you do call you know hokde, hey hokde, you know you're
4: just mm-hmm.
0: it's just a generalized like a term of endearment sometimes so uh so yeah that it she he could have been addressing anybody like that mm-hmm.
3: So it was very unclear, but, and maybe that's the beauty of the whole thing is that we're all left wondering, making up her own backstory for us about why she stopped practicing her medicine and, you know, how is, how is this going to get her back on the road of practicing medicine and having people come visit her and, you know, opening herself back up to her community, which I thought was really nice to -hmm. see that change.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was also very brave that there's the confrontation of this young woman, you know, also a young medicine woman uh, confronting an elder and saying, You've kind of slacked on your responsibilities here. Mm-hmm. Right. And and Hokti is taking some uh, responsibility. I feel like that's a very mature and amazing thing to see. And that it's just like this honest, Need that healing is only going to come when everybody's willing to like take the responsibilities that they have to for their community. Right. Willie Jack has like realizing, oh, I gotta do all this work. She knew it, she's known it for several episodes, but now she's like, okay, now I have to really grow up. I really got to take responsibility because I'm the one that sees this. I think that's um right. That's an amazing. Element specifically for somebody who's a healer, I think you know, that's probably what is happening here with Hokti. That she is like not wanting to see things like that's the theme here with like spirits looking and observing, being present. Hokti is supposed to be, and she's not like it's literally the fact that she's behind bars, but also you know, she seems to have not practiced because she's not accepting what's her responsibility. And know other people are affected by it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, that's a really that was really amazing. That was moving to me as much as like seeing the spirits. So it's like I was like, there's all this healing going on. And it's like mm-hmm. two generations of healing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And
3: it's all centered around food.
1: It's all centered around food.
3: <laughs> Which is what I love because when do we get together? What do we do when we get together? Mm-hmm. We we feed our each other, we mm-hmm. spirit spiritually, emotionally physically, you know, and and we're, we're the ones that provide the food. We make the fry bread. Mm-hmm. We all of the things, the meat pies, you know, mm-hmm. and the wild onions. And so it was just.
1: And the three kinds of potatoes.
3: And the three kinds of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it, it all goes back to, you know, like you said, the healing. You know, we're seeing another uh, form of grief in how Hukti has been dealing with Daniel's death. Um, It looks like, it appears to me that, you know, she just, it it broke her so much that she hit rock bottom and that's why she, you know, she ended up in jail, you know, not knowing exactly what she did. I I don't know that that's important, but, uh, you know, it really broke her to the point where she's at her lowest point. And now, not only is she helping uh, Willie Jack heal, you know, by connecting with her ancestors, but she's also finding, you know, that healing herself, like you said. Um, to to go forward and move forward and and to um, believe again,
1: if you will. Yeah, I think there's something interesting here. I'm gonna parallel and contrast again across episodes, but like we just saw Cheese incarcerated, like, and they talk about it being incarcerated, and it was against its will. He didn't know what was happening, and ultimately, kind of didn't matter. And uh, here, it could be the same circumstance. We don't know the context, and I'm filling in the gaps because I'm like, oh well, what happened in the other episode is like something that was against her knowledge probably she's in here for who knows what reason and she's just accepted it now um and she could very easily find her way out um but that's that is an interesting position that they take here and it's not just contrasting with cheese there's also like when Willie Jack is entering and we kind of get these shots of sort of parallel uh right right in the feet and where they're positioning the door yeah so there's sort of again like the suggestion that they're similar they're they're on similar paths perhaps
3: even the teaser I was like wait Willie Jack got thrown in jail too Mm -hmm. and it was kind of a relief that she was visiting yeah which the whole questionnaire when she walked in was pretty funny it was funny are are you a convicted felon are you currently incarcerated
4: right Uh Mm hmm the Blue <laughs> no i have been told
5: that those yeah. are real questions that they do ask you oh sure really? yeah. that, that is like the real questionnaire <laughs> that's great it,
1: it, that's funny but also there's like this balance of like funny and then serious i feel like it, it what we see in the document is that her name finally we feel like i've learned it is wilhelmina jacqueline
4: mm-hmm.
1: and i thought that was an interesting like she's Sort of reclaiming different parts of her identity, the sort of like medicine that seems to be part of her family. This is a part of like maybe her desire to be a wizard. And oh, this yeah. right. And and then this name. Like all of a sudden there's like more information about who this person is. And she's like, you know, coming into a version of herself that maybe she's been
4: not. That's really now, interesting. No, it's funny that
3: you say that because I met one of my birth cousins on my mother's side and we were talking about how there's a certain trait that's passed through the women of our family about being able to kind of sense what's going to happen or not happen. And so I don't know if that's the same thing for Muskogee, for other tribes, but there is that just, I guess, acceptance of the fact that people are have different gifts that may not be physical. Anybody from this part of the world want to talk about that?
1: Spiritual gifts.
3: You like confused, Candace. Spir-
1: yeah, spiritual gifts.
5: Yeah. I don't I, I guess I guess um within the realm, I guess of talking about medicine women, which actually I don't hear talked about very often, but I know that we have them. But I also know that there were like you know, like different types of doctors, you know, you have like your head doctor, but that I, I had always been told or learned that everyone, you know, pre-contact had their own medicine. Everyone knew a type of medicine, you know, like especially homeopathic, you know, colds and what have you, you know, like those kinds of things. And that the bigger issues, that's whenever you would go see, you know, a medicine person, but that i had i had always been told that that, meta, that women did have their own it makes sense though you know we have our own medicine we have things that are for us um, <clears throat> because there are things that you know that we deal with that maybe uh, that maybe and men have their things that they deal with you know there're just specific issues that are specific to us and that that's why we go see a medicine woman and um, is that what you're, is that what you're talking about? That's, well, that's... kind
3: of, but you know, we have pre, we have a little bit of precognition oh, that prec- runs through our female side. And I don't know if you would consider that being a wizard, <laughs> but it's just a, you know, if somebody says something or makes a plan to do something and you're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And then, <laughs> you know, but it's like six months from there and they're making all these elaborate plans and people are, you know, yes, we're going to do this and da da, da, da And. You know, there's that, oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. And then it doesn't. So,
1: (laughs) Yeah, you do that. That is true. I've seen this. This is is part of Angela. Yeah.
3: And so I have a cousin that has the same gift because she had shown up just with an eticluck and for no good reason at this gathering. And then that was the first time we had met in person. And she and she just looked at me. She's like, "I'll be right back." And she runs to her car, and she said, "I knew I was supposed to bring this, and now I know why." And she and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that happens to me all the time." <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, that that kind of runs in our family." And I was like, "That's amazing. I thought there was something really weird about it, but to know that it's a fa- familial thing was really cool." Nobody mm-hmm. else,
0: crickets, crickets, crickets. I will, I- <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is there is a power in women you know in in tribes throughout the U.S. you know um you know different different tribes believe different things about that power because of their ability to give life you know really and so but stuff like that like I feel like there's been times you know my sisters and I even though one of them's in Arizona and the other one's you know across the town, We'll all be thinking the same thing, you know, and it may just be a familiar, a familial thing, you know, but um, there is some sort of power there, I think, within the native women that uh, gives them, I guess, a wisdom. Because I know that with my grandmother, you know, she had the wisdom. People came to her for for advice. People came to her for you know, food, even like uh, you know, recipes and stuff like that, you know, and um but she was also somebody you didn't want to make mad. That that was my Miss Put Gogie Creek grandma. You do not want to make her mad, you know, because uh, grandma would would beat you if, if you made her mad. Didn't matter if you were related to her or not, she would get you. So yeah, my I ha- <laughs> it's a funny story because um not too long ago <laughs> I, I met this lady from Holdenville who also grew up on Martha Drive. And uh, she said that she remembered my grandmother and she remembered, remembered her as being the mean old lady on the street. <laughs> so oh, no. about <laughs> Some Creek women, you just don't want to mess with them sometimes.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: I would say like, that's something I hear. I mean, obviously I'm, I can't necessarily identify with all this, but um, this is something that I hear about like Comanche medicine women. Um, you know, we have a very famous one, Sanapia. um, It's been documented, but she, Uh, was also considered to be you know like you don't mess with her like this and then i also know of a recent uh one named nadu and she uh battled this uh alien (laughs) and uh she only did it because she knew her medicine and uh, you 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 don't want to mess with her
4: that's
0: so true (laughs) Oh my yeah, the, you know, these women—they—they they do. I think you really kind of have to be in tune with your family. I think you have to be in tune with your family, you know, to kind of have whatever power the women before you came, the whatever they had. So you know, I think it—it does it, it kind of past generational. Because I know there are things I, I learned from my mom and my grandma, and uh, I don't—I don't think I have a power, but I do have a presence. I know that. So I don't know. And that just, to me, that
3: makes it more impactful, that that visual of all of the ancestors, that lineage, yeah,
4: that absolutely power lineage.
3: Yeah. that keeps being passed down, keeps mm-hmm. us here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, like those things made me think that the spirits that we're seeing are of lineage. I don't think, you know, Knife Man is an accident. Um, I think it's somebody that he's related to and same thing here. They don't really articulate it, you know? Um, but I think the way that everybody is describing how they're related, I mean, just naturally, I think people in the small communities, especially when you go farther back, it's hard to say that you're not related to a lot of people, but I think, you know, it seems like the spirits are related to each other. Very traditional spirit. Also, I will say like compared to knife man, very like, uh, supportive and nurturing and like this like attire it's like you know it's like pleasing to see and very formal feels like you know like
3: yeah
1: like you better take this person seriously like even though they're smiling you know like this you listen um that's really amazing and yeah she
3: was definitely somebody you didn't want to mess with
1: yeah you didn't want to mess with although i was joking with maya that i was like this is very clearly like a civilized tribe spirit i feel like comanche spirits (laughs) would not be so formal (laughs) maybe not so organized in their appearance yeah but i think i i thought that was very cool that we're seeing like a very distinct spirit i was like oh this is very clearly of this background And I'm starting to, and this season, we're seeing more and more where we're located. Um, That doesn't seem to be an accident. And that's awesome. It feels like that's about them taking on like their own identity. And they maybe took it for granted. And now that they're possibly going to leave, it seems like it's very important for them to retain it. So all these moments seem very critical about them accepting their identity and confirming
3: it. Which is also a great segue into episode ten, Which oh. is the finale. So maybe Candace tell us more about that
5: righty. So episode ten, I still believe. Yeah. <clears throat> According to Geek Girl Authority, when Bear, Laura Dan, and Willie Jack and Daniel were freshmen, they were assigned to write a letter to their future selves. The letter contained their dreams. Bear and Willie Jack got their letters back last week. The teacher gave Daniels to his cousin. And Willie Jack showed the others and they all decided to take a trip for Daniel. In Daniel's letter, he talks about going to California with his friends. Uh, he hopes to bust out cheese when the time comes. And uh, we find out that he really liked Alora and hoped she would like him back by the time they graduate. His dream was to go to California with his friends, if only to see Alora smile when she sees the ocean. When the time comes, first the gang tries to steal Laura's car. The car is in Kinney Boy's junkyard. If you recall, the radiator, the radiator stopped working when she tried to run away with Willie, with, with, with when she tried to run away with Jackie, excuse me. It's sitting in the junkyard because Alora can't pay for the repairs. Bear and Willie Jack go to Kenny Boy's office to find the car keys. Alora and Jackie go to the main building to open the front gate, and Cheese is on the lookout, which is good because Ansel is wandering around the yard. Bear finds the keys pretty easily. Laura and Jackie have some trouble figuring out the code to the gate. Kenny Boy finds the girls, trying different numbers on the keypad. He tells them the code is the, is the year that Sitting Bull was born, 1831. Alora is suspicious, but Kenny Boy tells her to take the car, Pay him when she can, whether in this life or the next. Mo's and Miko and the Indian Mafia tell the Res Dogs goodbye. Miko and Mo's give them a lot of advice to keep them safe. White Steve is the only one who looks like he's going to cry. Jackie wishes Alora good luck, and Alora promises to come back. And so they're off, and they talk about the world being their Indian taco. They travel through the lands of many nations, including the dinosaur Yete. Everyone teases Alora because Daniel was practically in love with her. They also talk about what they're going to do when they get to Cali. Vera suggests they put Daniel's letter in the ocean since that's all they have of his. Everyone likes the idea, but it was Daniel's dream to see the ocean. And so <clears throat> they talk about the world being their Indian taco. And Willie Jack gets some fun lines in where... I just love the way she teases people because she just sounds so much like my cousins, you know, she's like, oh, just missing her. Oh, you know, it's it just it's just kids. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, yeah, she cracks me up. So uh, I wonder what were some things that uh, what were some things about this episode of the season finale what were some things that stuck out to you uh, what were some things that stuck out to y'all
3: well just to talk about what center was was saying we really do get a sense of place because of all the drone shots you know it starts out with the river it, it made me think of more in real writers music for some reason with all of the just the over the rivers and over the all of eastern Oklahoma and what it looks like and then we move into town and see everybody's houses and it just kind of really solidifies the fact that we're in the middle of the country and then all of these California dreams. That
0: was interesting when they were driving you know they did this map and they were going up and around and everything and I'm like it's just a straight down (laughs) I-40 to California. (laughs) (laughs) They're going all over the map you know and everything and But I thought it was neat. I actually drove to California one time, and it would take us about twenty hours to do it. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that the map had all of the
3: the native nations on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, including the dinosaurs. That was so cool. (laughs) But yeah, it was just something I feel like, you know, the letter the letter was an integral part of bringing them back together to decide that yes, they needed to go to California. Yes, they needed to do it together and and you know there was some speculation whether or not Jackie would go with them because it was also her dream to get out of Oklahoma and uh, back into the city but she didn't go because this was supposed to be for them for Daniel you know they were his closest friends they were his family so I I thought that was very important for us to come back to that uh, because it's something that I feel like after last season first season one season finale it was just kind of like oh up in the air about you know these four these four friends and and their grief and how they needed to come together and and heal together so and i think that that journey you know they needed to go through the things they went through in order to get to where they are now so
3: so there were a couple of little easter eggs i think like in the previous one and in this one when they're in the prison in offerings and they're having the snacks i thought immediately of jaws when the boat pilot is that what they're called captain and he like chugs down the beer and then richard Dreyfus like chugs down the coffee and yeah so i saw that and then in this episode when kenny boy comes out of the bathroom i was like pulp fiction
1: yeah totally like, pulp fiction,
3: total pulp, pulp fiction. <laughs> he's getting
4: caught in the middle yeah mm-hmm
3: I thought that was pretty funny. Both of those were pretty funny.
0: Did you guys catch the uh, fortune teller machine following Bear as he walk, walked away?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so I guess maybe William Knithman has found a, a physical form to take in the real world in, in this fortune teller machine. Obviously that's Dallas mm-hmm. voice. So, but uh, yeah, he has he has some weird way of, of presenting some good wisdom for for them even though they may not get it it, it it eventually makes sense
1: i did think that was an interesting moment where it felt to me like bear was somehow finding some resolution at least for maybe the season about where he sits in relation to like feeling abandoned by knife man it feels like there's this form in front of him he can't take it seriously and he like reads the quote and it feels like it doesn't it doesn't affect him in the way that like a discussion would happen that that was really interesting and it felt like he was it felt like he was abandoning things that sort of like i don't know there's something about his demeanor of like oh this is like stupid and he throws it down and there's no like you know uh, interaction um and it feels like there might be some way in which he's a character that's sort of like divorcing himself from the spiritual guidance maybe from like his elders because that's all that he knows is being abandoned by his father and now by knife man and if they are related you know like that even means even more um and, and he it seems like he can't recognize what we recognize that it's knife man's voice um, and then it's still like the jokes are still there and it's, it's still funny, but somehow like he's not, he's not buying it. And it feels like that might lead to the decision that he kind of makes at the end of the episode where he's like, I'm not going back. And I think it's less about like, he obviously doesn't want to interact with his father when he's given the choice to call him. And I feel like it's not about him being in California to be near his father. It's just about getting away from a place that doesn't, Support him, um and that's sort of something that I read there, yeah,
3: he's got his mom, I mean his mom is very supportive,
1: yeah, he's got his mom, yeah, she's very supportive, yeah, um, but I would you know like I'm just you know processing that particular moment where he like is very dismissive of this this like machine, and then he sort of has this attitude of like, I don't want to talk to my dad and um he's not going back i'm just you know piecing those things together and i'm i'm i guess that's keeping me invested you know when we get into season three and like what's going to happen he seems like he's going to stay mm-hmm. um, are they really going to split apart is he going to be another version of these people that um have guilt about coming back and are seeing maybe why at least with the men in his life
3: well and we said we wanted to see somebody leave and he well, is and a senior thing-
0: yeah in this case they, they've all left you know because they're all kind of stuck there they have no money they have no car all they have is each other so um i, I guess we didn't explain that you know that that bear um leaves all the money that he and Laura have gathered from their jobs in the glove compartment of lord's car and it gets so um that's you know it seems like when everything could go wrong, it does. But yeah. it's also the moment when they find white Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon Boyd.
0: Brandon yeah, Boyd. I,
1: I, yeah, from Incubus. <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah, it was my sister who pointed that out to me. She's like, did you see that the dude from Incubus is in there? And I was like, what? <laughs> that was him? And she's like, yep. And I was like, wow. <laughs> but I think one of my favorite um one of my favorite guest cameos was tim capello tim capello
4: yeah
5: the saxophone player oh yeah, yeah. i had rewatched the lost boys not too the long lost ago Boy. yeah and it was glorious just glorious yeah and he's
1: also on the beach in that movie he's yeah. in the movie on the beach <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. i think he's gonna really- have to go back and watch it yeah you should <laughs> I think it's really interesting how they, um, you know, all these things that, that Daniel, I guess, brought to them, you know, they, they like Laura Dannon and, and uh, Cheese are sharing these things and how much uh, they realize, you know, Daniel meant to them. It, it's, a, it's almost like they kind of forgot about it for a minute, you know, mm-hmm. and then this trip is just making them realize just how much he meant to them. And how much they they mean to each other you know because they share these things these experiences with daniel now and that story about the lost boys and having all that inform- useless information <laughs> about it you know is, is something that you know daniel was passionate about and then, then we find out that lord and, and, and cheese were too you know because he was so i thought that was really neat well and
3: again it's cheese to the rescue when it's time to get Allura past that fear of letting go of the pain Mm -hmm. because I think as we all know because we've all lost people important to us and that you think that if you let go of the pain that means you're being disrespectful or you're forgetting that person that you cared about and you know what Cheese tells her is just really lovely
1: Yeah. And I think it's also like, it was interesting that it's like, that's so like specifically indigenous to think about like the loss of someone. Mm -hmm. I feel like I commonly hear from non-indigenous backgrounds that like you let somebody go, you let them go. And part of that, like letting them go is that they're going to go to a better place and, um, you know, with them will take away some of your pain, your sadness. But the, the distinction here is that you don't let the person go. They're still around. You just let go of the pain.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you, right? You let go of the trauma, the issues. I feel like that was a very important thing that we hear at the end. and and then reinforced by the fact that we see him in the group at the hug, mm-hmm. right? Like now he's a spirit that's in the group. and you know all of that was uh, really uh, effective because it was all this stuff building up toward that one particular moment. and it's validating a belief system. As much as like we're seeing the the outcome of these grouping together again, like in the narrative, that was um that was an interesting thing that happened for me about like oh this is this is a show that's very specifically about this our belief system that we don't let the person go. Um, but I say that because like I think uh, maybe that's what made me think about bear letting go of knife man. I feel like that's what he's doing there a little bit. And I'm worried for him. Hmm.
4: Yeah, that
3: yeah, was maybe another that goes back. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe that goes back to Hoti giving up on Graham.
0: Yeah. And then look what happened. You know, like I said, she was at the lowest of her low you know, when she let go of all of that, you know, and because of her grief. So, um, you know, now we're at a point where they, um, you know, the Cheese gets emotional. He says, I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you for leaving, you know, because mm-hmm. he lost somebody, they all lost somebody they loved. And so um, you you see them finally, well, for Cheese anyway, you finally see some emotion from him about this. You know, we've seen the Laura Dannons we've seen bears, we've seen lily Jacks, and now we finally see Cheese's hurt, his pain, you know? And so for them to finally let that pain go together and and to embrace what they love about Daniel instead of how much it hurt to lose him, you know, they can move forward. So, and I think that that's a great way to end season two, but at the same time, it's like, there's a whole new problem presented before them that they have to, to figure out, which we won't see how they do it until we get to season three, so. But there's
1: also like, like there's also like a new possible solution to problems because now like Daniel is present, possibly present as a spirit, you know, so like there's like another form of solving things and we might get to learn about Daniel a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting possibility for season three. Um, But Yeah. I'm actually a little worried of them being in LA. I kind of don't want I don't I kind of don't want to watch these characters and then not in their home.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it'll be yeah, interesting. I'd, to I'd forgotten that, how but... much
3: I don't like LA.
4: <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Until I was like, oh, that yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. Uh, that, all <laughs> the traffic, all the noise, all the uh, helicopters,
0: yeah. the lights, the oh my gosh. So we did get white Jesus, and you know, he seemed optimistic about it at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it makes you feel a little bit better about where they might go, mm-hmm. but they're, they're going to be okay. <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. So, what does everybody want to see in season three?
2: After this discussion, I don't even know if the creators are even thinking about it, but I really like this idea of sunrise bringing up of like our spiritual journeys and where we are spiritually. So, like, you know, you have. Willie Jack becoming a wizard, and then we have Cheese who is having some kind of journey of healing, or maybe he is already a healer and just continuing his healing. And we see Bear losing his connection to his spiritual people and spiritual place. And uh, Laura Dannon, maybe, maybe we could see more about you know what that is, and then her connection with uh, uh Jackie and in, in that relationship, and Jackie finally becoming a part of the res dogs. And so that would be kind of the more fun and interesting things I'd like to see in the third season.
1: Cheese does mention to Alora that she's the one that seems like she would get out, suggesting that she's got enough capability and know-how to survive. And um, just watching her sweep up in that convenience store made me think that she's going to go right to work to buy a car or something or a ticket back probably for everybody or for Jackie to join them. Maybe I'm expecting them to go to work. I feel like it's like it's, it's it's where all the Muppets go away in Manhattan and then they have their own jobs and they meet all these new Muppets. (laughs) So I feel like they're, you know, they're going to find all these other people. They're going to develop another series of crew, but separately probably, and then come back. Some of them. And then go back, maybe? I don't know.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and um, so this was their senior year for everybody, right?
3: yeah No, well not, not, for, not for cheese. Not for cheese, okay, not okay. For cheese.
1: Just Jackie and Bear. Or Jackie
0: and, Laura. and Bear. And Alora.
1: Laura Dannon.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, Laura. Well, no wait, no, Laura Dannon dropped out. So Willie Jack and Bear.
1: Willie Jack and Bear. Yeah. Yeah,
4: Laura dropped out.
1: Going
2: back, there to is- Har- Harjo though. I, w- I really like seeing that. That's probably like one of my fam- most favorite cameos in- and yeah, television awesome. in a long time. And it's like, oh my god, it's probably a Lariat
4: call- and- and talking about <laughs> shit in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> just running a quick stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is something where Alora Dannon is kind of coming into her name. We've got this wizard of Willie Jack. Uh, We have this troop that have gone on this adventure. And we're kind of missing a mad Mardigan. And I feel like that's coming in season three.
4: Willow structure will return.
3: Yeah, what if they get uh, picked up by some crazy trucker? like hitchhiking
4: Mm -hmm. oh yeah
3: picked up by a trucker and end up on all kinds of wild adventures
1: Mm. Uh,
0: I don't know I just feel like that the story has been focused so much on uh, their life in Oklahoma that you know we definitely got to go back to Oklahoma regardless of what happens in LA regardless Mm -hmm. of what kind of new fun things they find in LA you know like you know, growing up uh, in, in uh, a native community, you know, you always kind of wonder what does the city have, you know, how much, mm-hmm. how much is there, you know, it's huge, it's big, it's new, it's interesting, it's something to explore. Um, it's exciting, you know, so I think that, you know, maybe we're going to get a little bit of that, maybe we're gonna get a little bit about their exploration of finding out just how big this world is. And, and maybe even some you know the great things out there that, could happen you know it could lead them to figuring out what they want to do with their lives you know Um, I feel like that that's kind of what happens when when res kids go to college you know Mm -hmm. they they just how big the world really is and and Mm -hmm. what they really want to do in it so I feel like that mainly a Laura Dannon needs that kind of direction because you know she is a dropout she is just working at a convenience store, you know, it's a job that she, she's doing, but you can tell she doesn't like it. So, but Mm -hmm. what else does she want to do? You know, I feel like she definitely needs that kind of direction.
1: And she's probably going to be torn. I mean, she has this house that she seems to be responsible for, Mm -hmm. right? Mabel's space. I'm sure that's going to be a motivator for her, but that's an interesting thing to bring up the fact that she hasn't completed education. It makes me think about, if she's gonna like take classes while she's there. Um, It's also making me think about like, when you you see people from the res go to a class or a university or some sort of educational environment away, there's like a whole new group of different indigenous backgrounds, different tribes start to interact, urban res. And I'm sure there's gonna be some other new version of Kenny boy. In this environment, <laughs> and that makes me think a little bit about the Exiles movie. Have you seen this? Oh I yeah,
2: guess. yeah. That's what I was going to kind of bring up too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sunrise. But yeah. you know, there is that like uh there used to be. I don't know if it is. I've never been there, but there, they talked about that homeless section that mm-hmm. were mostly Native people, mm-hmm. and I think it was kind of referred to in in that movie. Mm-hmm. But that was something I was I was interested in if they was gonna, they were going to show that and talk about that area.
1: But anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, you said it,
3: yeah. And there was the whole, not termination policy, but the one that was going on at the same time where they were paying people to move off the reservation into these larger urban areas.
2: Relocation. Relocation, absolutely.
3: Relocation, thank you. And, you know, the people that we've interviewed that have moved to these big cities do talk about being able to find community there. It's just a different one, but they definitely find people that, they can connect with and because I think Chris has said it and Sierra and Jana both said that they were able to find people to connect with that that they felt comfortable with, even in these big urban areas.
1: So I guess really what we're talking about is like the res dogs kind of grow, they get like a community. And then by season four, it sounds like they'll have a writer's room and then they'll make a TV show and then they'll come back, (laughs) and then they'll make it.
3: (laughs) One of them will go to Sundance. One of them
1: will go to Sundance and be friends with a a New Zealand filmmaker.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Art, imitating life, imitating art, imitating life.
2: I wouldn't, what I was hearing from Sunrise, I wouldn't mind seeing that where in L.A. we meet similar characters, a Kenny boy type and a big type, but in a different setting, at least for a few episodes, that would be kind of fun just to see these differentiations, but the same. And maybe White Jesus will now become Bear's spiritual guide for a while. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing shit like that. That'd be kind of funny.
1: I will miss Big though if we don't go back for some time. I will miss that. And maybe that's why we have like this very big, like memorable episode. If they don't go back, that's sort of like a send off to some degree. I hope not.
2: Yeah, I think they'll go back. I mean, Indians—they've got got to.
1: Yeah, they've got somebody will. (laughs) I
2: mean, (laughs) it's hard to be out and not go back. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know anyone who's ever just left and was gone for good. Mm -hmm.
1: But it would be nice also to see just like Indigenous people from California. I feel like we rarely ever see depictions of them. You know, and they're like the
3: second most populous Indigenous state in the Union.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely.
3: They'd probably find a community, you know, like I hear I
5: hear lots of positive things about the native communities, in, the
3: urban native communities in L.A. Maybe one of them will be an actor and start dating <laughs> like a native supermodel.
4: <laughs> yeah,
5: totally.
3: <laughs> art, imitating life, imitating art, imitating
5: life. Maybe Delana Studi will come back they'll meet Delanna Studi. Oh,
4: yeah, right.
5: Delanna Studi.
4: Right, yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always kind of felt like Bear's story mirrored Sterling's a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, Sterling, you know, he did go out there. He did kind of discover this new world, but then he came back. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's here. He's in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. he loves to be. So maybe this is also something I feel like maybe Alora needs to get out and see so that she can realize how much she loves her home and how much she wants to be back in in Oklahoma. Yeah, so, and of course we already know Will and, and uh, Cheese love their home and they wanna be there, but they also need to, I've always thought, you know, young kids, they, they really need to explore the world before they settle anywhere. And I think that that's a good thing for them to be out, out of Oklahoma, so.
1: Yeah, especially if like they're so naive to like leave the money in the glove box.
0: Oh
3: my gosh. Every yeah everyone that's ever been to LA was just like,
0: no, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, that was not smart at all.
3: <laughs> and then you have to remind yourself, oh yeah, they're 18.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're 18. And they're like res kids. They don't know. I mean, like I don't know. You
0: know? They don't carry purses, they don't carry wallets. Probably don't even have IDs on
5: them. So, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> even pass her driving test? Like, does she even have her ID? Oh, I guess, I guess she hasn't, has she?
0: Like, no, I'm not she, sure if anybody. I yeah, she didn't is.
5: pass. I, don't think I thought she did pass. She <laughs> I didn't.
0: I thought he passed her just he passed her. That they went on that excursion. Oh, because of that, because yeah. of his
3: shenanigans. Yeah. Okay, I could, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I think you're right. i I mean she's driving (laughs) yeah he's driving driving
1: the car (laughs) (laughs) she seems responsible enough to not like do it illegally feels like she would be driving with a license
0: yeah who knows maybe um rita and big will jump in the car and be like we gotta go get them because you know how mamas are too those creek mamas and be like you need to come home right now or i'm gonna come get you
5: (laughs) (laughs) i would love to see that i'd love to see rita and all the aunties be like we gotta go get the kids
3: Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Road trip. Yeah, yeah trip. That'd be the road trip, this one.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah,
2: that's, that's something okay. I'd like to see more in, in, in season three is another of the girl trip. Because that was one of my favorite ones. Was that that episode? Mm-hmm. The
0: aunties. They were my favorite. Yeah. They, that was my favorite
5: episode too. I want, yeah, I guess that's something I want to see. I want to see. I feel like they kind of left it a little bit open on um, during that episode, uh, with that misconnection between her and Tatanka means because they there was a shot of him alone at the bar, not with the quote unquote niece. So I'm wondering, I wondering if that was an open door for next season. Will Rita reconnect with this misconnection?
1: But there also seems to be like this attraction that Big has, right? I feel like there like could be this tension that happens if they go together and then there's like a, a love triangle or like this exploration of the, the lives between these three, maybe, if that happens.
5: I, thought I think everyone's
2: good. just attracted to Rita, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I think everybody's just <laughs> attracted to Rita and Pini and <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, that might be true. I mean, Although, it's... I mean, we developed such a relationship with Big, I feel like, I, yeah. I would... Love to see what happens. It feels like it would be like Winona Ryder and David Harbor in that season three of Major <laughs> <Ranger laughs> Things.
3: <laughs> <No>, Big's <laughs>
1: gonna fall in love with Bigfoot.
3: Yep. Any <laughs> <We're doing. laughs> final thoughts about the second season of Reservation Dogs? I think it was one of the more interesting, entertaining episodes or se- seasons. Just because of the variety of things that we saw, we were introduced to so many new characters and new situations, and yeah, and, still and the whole shit ass thing could be, cal- you know, calm down a little bit.
1: Yeah, totally. I just, <laughs> I am glad that Sonics didn't come back in the last four episodes. Yeah, but also I, one thing I mentioned to Sterling just over text, I was like, this uh, series is really confirming for me that you're like supportive of other indigenous voices i feel like that is something that really became very clear in this season it's like very clear like a black horse episode the way that it plays out like such a supportive showrunner to allow somebody to change the style of the show and just go in the direction of wherever it needs to go. I feel like that is definitely something that I'm seeing and I'm expecting some of that, I guess, in the next season, but like, that was really great.
2: That's a beauty of this show is that everyone has a voice it doesn't have to stay within the same context. And that's why, you know, we talked about how, you know, it's, it's almost like an anthology series more than it is a straightforward sitcom is because, you know, you have these different styles and different voices and being allowed to give that moment and give those things is what's really helpful. And even, goes to what we talked about with uh, Adam Perron, where we were saying, like, we need to hear the voices of each specific tribe and ex- each specific indigenous person. And that's kind of what's happening with this with this
3: series. Kicking that door open and holding it open.
0: Overall, you know, it was, it was a good, um, as far as the linear story about the four kids and their grief and how they've kind of had to fall apart back together. I thought that that was well executed. Um, bringing the aunties to the fore, forefront in uh, the IHS episode was a lot of fun, especially I think for a lot of the older crowd too, you know, it was fun to see the adults having having a, their moment. Um, Big, Big is always a great character. Uh, he's funny. He's, he, he can, he's very versatile, I think, you know, he's a very versatile character. And um, I'm just really excited to see where they go from here, just because we're in unknown territory when it comes to, you know, res kids in California. So I'm excited to see what they're gonna come up with next.
5: I'm just excited that season, that they got greenlit for season three, because quite honestly, I felt like they tied up a lot of loose ends this season too. Like, I feel like they were preparing, especially as we know, RIP, the cancellation of Rutherford Falls, it felt it felt like they were trying to you know like we don't know if we're going to get another season or not. So I felt like a lot of loose ends, the big ones like with Daniel and with going to California. I felt like those were kind of tied up by the end of this season. So um a lot of questions from season 1 and some arcs are happening and blossoming and blooming and deepening um I felt like a lot of them were answered in season two. So I am excited to see what's on the horizon for season three. Yes, we're greenlit. We're going to go. And uh, we're in California. We're in LA. And uh, we're getting in trouble already, losing our money. So um, I'm excited to see where these relationships go. I'm excited to see. um, I'm I'm happy to see the friendship too. Because it could have also ended with them breaking up as a group um you know kind of similar to the the their generation before them this this is our going our separate ways and uh, maturing and whatnot and this is the end of our group um so I'm kind of hoping and wondering like I want to see them progress and deepen as that group where what is the future what is the future for our Ritz dogs and um yeah, that's what I'm excited to see. I want to see, I want to see more. I just want more. Uh,
1: I I I really feel like the show has really figured itself out. Um like we we understand who the characters are. It's really coalescing into a series that's about something and it's not just really about the characters. You know, we're talking about this like growth in these characters and their spiritual identity and their cultural heritage and their strength as a community, and then we're able to kind of compare and contrast them with these other characters. And we're growing, like the structure of the show is expanding. I think that's what we have a tendency to, like in media studies called the centrifugal structure. It's like expanding outward. And that seems to be related to this embracing of others. That's like very specifically indigenous. I I feel like that's a really uh, cool thing that I, I really felt was much stronger by the end of this season and uh it has to be great excitement to see how that's going to play out in the next season um and then just seeing all these voices it's great to see all these characters and it's great to see it you know like jokes in navajo um like that is um decolonization if there ever was one the fact like this network disney show that's like me laughing about an Amaho joke. It's really amazing. Just want more too.
2: So Sunrise always says everything that I think of, but he says it in a more intelligent and concise way, but so I agree with what Sunrise says. Like, you know, everybody loves the first season, but I feel like this season was even stronger and it had a lot, like Sunrise says, it felt like they've kind of found the voice, which is what usually happens in the second season of a TV show. It's like the second or third, they find the voice and you start really getting to play with these characters and really getting to play with these stories and having the actors really find who they are as that character and having, and, and this one seemed to be a lot tighter and had a lot going on that kind of felt like there was a through line and it wasn't always climactic. Sometimes it was anticlimactic, but that's acceptable for this type of series because again, these are like short stories and short stories aren't always climactic. They're always have more about theme are more about character or more about what that story means in a deeper sense. And so I felt like that's what this show's doing and it's really doing this really great thing and really offering these great voices. And uh I, I would still like to see more of Mike Bone because we didn't get to see them much in this season. And I'm gonna always be the advocate, but I do want an episode that just features Warren Teton. That's all I asked for. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, all of our listeners if you have ideas what you want to see for season 3 go to our Facebook page and and chime in if we get some good ones we can share that with everybody and discuss them further
1: or just send them to production Like just send them right over to the writers room
3: we'll just send them over to the, the writers room apparently a few of us have direct text con- contact with the writers creator <laughs> no promises here's our (laughs) our our legal disclaimer we're not making any promises (laughs) and thanks everybody for joining us in our discussion of episodes 9 and 10 the season finale for Reservation Dogs and remember don't just keep it real keep it it real indigenous indigenous
1: <laughs> everybody's a different pace. I
2: mean, no, well, we're probably like in delay, I bet. And so everybody's here <laughs> about like right. <laughs> seconds later. It's <laughs>
3: oh, a for a for effort. Effort. so much fun and post. But we're not finished with r- our podcast. We still have other interviews and other things to discuss. So be sure to tune in on our next episode.